This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hey, business storytellers, it's Christoph Trapp. Thanks for watching another live recording of the Business Storytelling Podcast um, coming at you here on, well, I don't even know what day it is, Thursday, November 5th. Uh, also, the podcast, the recording is, of course, running on all the podcast channels. So if you are watching on the live stream, make sure you connect on the Business Storytelling Podcast available wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, my apologies, I triggered the, the live stream and I had to stop it because LinkedIn wasn't triggering. It's technology, my friends. It's technology. Not a big deal. Today, we want to talk about content. What's quality content, how do we create it, why it's important. I know we've talked about that topic before, but it's an important topic because the debates out there, what's quality, who decides, how do you create it, how long should it take, um, those are things that, uh, you know, that take up time. So today's guest, we'll bring her on screen here and I'll have a quick introduction, Shondell Varciana. She's the owner of a professional writing company, I think based in Atlanta. She can tell us if that's incorrect. Um, Varsimedia.com. You can check them out in the show notes um, and uh, go from there. Shondell, how's it going today? Thanks for joining us. Good. Thank you so much for having me. You Thank bet. You. You're, you're right. I am in Atlanta, Georgia. Fantastic. I like when I'm guessing correctly. Um, every once in a while. So, um, well, thanks for coming on the show. And quality content, I mean, everybody throws that around like, you know, this is what we should be creating. But what is quality content? How do you define it? What's, you know, where do you even start? Uh, so quality content is is quite simple. It's really content that is solving some type of problem for your ideal customer. So it's answering a question for them. It's solving a problem for them. It's something that's going to resonate with your ideal customer. So it's not necessarily content that you want or what you like. It's content that is focused on your ideal customer and what they want. What are they? What are their wants? What are their needs? What problems are they trying to solve? What questions do they have? And your content should always be um, uh, focused on that. Well, that's easier said than done, though, right? Because um, first of all, it has to go through internal processes. I know you work with financial institutions and certainly lots of internal politics, internal pushing back and forth, right? And then, of course, financial institutions. I've worked in that industry before as well. uh, Very highly regulated. So legal has to be much more involved than, uh, you know, some other industries. But, But how do you how do you even start? How do you how do you create content? That's of high quality to your audience. Um, well, first, first you have to know who your audience is. Um, you have to know where they're congregating. You have to know who they are. You have to know your audience almost as well as you know your friends. And once you find out where they are and you really get to know them, then you just have to join the conversation that they're already having. So content doesn't necessarily have to be something that you think of. It should be something that 
that your audience is already talking about. For example, we work with financial institutions. So we work with banks and um, typically banks, um, you know, one of their, one of their products is mortgages. And uh, usually no one really wakes up in the morning and says, I'm going to buy a house today. Right. They've probably stocked realtor.com. They've stocked Zillow.com. They've spoken to friends and family, maybe even a real estate agent. So they're having conversations about wanting to buy a house um, as a lender you should be involved in that conversation that they're having. What are they talking about? What do they want to know? What are their questions that they have? And create content around that. That's where you will get the quality content because you're basing it off of what your ideal customer is already talking about. They're already having conversations about a product that you can help them with. Um, so you want to be you want to be a part of that conversation and get to know them and build that relationship with them and then create content that's answering the questions that they're asking while they're having the conversation about buying a home. And those questions and the content that you create doesn't necessarily even have to talk about mortgages. Uh, it can talk about the house. How can they get into that five bedroom, four bath house that they've been eyeing? So you want to focus on. Uh, exactly what they're talking about. Most people can't buy a house cash, so eventually they will have to get a mortgage, but keeping, just staying focused on what they're talking about and providing solutions to the problems that they're having through your content is really what creating quality content is all about. Absolutely, of course, I, I mean, I have the Zillow app on my iPad and that is how I go on vacation during COVID 2020, checking out houses anywhere in the world uh, or I guess North America um, yeah. that I probably won't buy or move to, but um, <laughs> certainly. Uh, how, but how do you get in front of people? So let's say you're creating content, right? And I mean, that's I don't know what your formula is, but I always think about. So I'm creating content, and that's one thing. And I grew up in the content creation area, but I also have to get it in front of people, right? So I know SEO matters, other distribution matters. I just did an article that uh, is targeting a keyword with uh, 110 monthly searches. So even if I get half of those, that's 50 more visits per month. Now they might be highly qualified um, audience members, but it's only 50, right? I'm not going after, you know, 8 million people. Yeah, so there, you have to take a holistic approach when it comes to content. Um, First and foremost, if you're not sure what your ideal customer is talking about, you do have to get in front of them. And one of the ways to get in front of them is through Facebook groups. There are Facebook groups for pretty much everything. Um, so search for Facebook groups that have your ideal customer in them and join them. Join the Facebook groups that have the most people and the most uh, the most people and the most posts, uh, because the most posts they have and the more people they have, then you can get um, a better better bang for your time um, when you're going into these groups and people are talking about, um, you know, in our situation, they're going to be talking about mortgages or investments or car loans or whatever it is they're talking about as it relates to their finances. Um, once you get in these groups, you want to observe what people are talking about. Now, uh, over time, when you're in these groups, you're going to start to see patterns of similar questions that people are going to be asking. So naturally, that's going to tell you uh, what people want to know and what people are talking about. Then you can also chime in there, answer some of those questions uh, that people are having, because then that what that does is it gets you front of mind of these people. And over time, people will eventually reach out to you. Now, with the Facebook groups, um, like I said, over time, as you're getting to know, you know, different people and these people in the, in these groups should be your ideal uh, customers because you're going into groups that um, 
have people that are interested in what it is you're selling, whether it's a product or service. So once you find out what people um, are asking and common trends and things that people are talking about, then you can go over to Google and find out what the most common um, keywords that people are searching for as it relates to the common questions that they're asking in these Facebook groups. So now you can take a double approach. So now you can start creating content for SEO purposes based on the keywords. And then you can also start running ads to the people that are in the group based on the questions that they're asking. So it's a holistic approach you want to take. And this is a, a long game. This is not, you know, one or two months because it does, especially if you're not sure, um, what your ideal audience wants. You do have to get to know them. You have to build relationships with people. People have to get to know you. So it is a marathon and not a sprint, but it's a holistic approach in terms of creating content. Um, one other thing I'll mention too is um, once you start creating, once you find out what people want in the Facebook groups, and then you start matching that to the keywords that people are searching for on Google, and you start to create content for your website, you can then break up that content that you've created on your website for blog posts and post that on social media as well. So you can take one thousand word blog post and create one week or two weeks worth of social media post, which will also be relatable to the, the what your ideal customers are asking because you found that out through the Facebook groups. So then you can start creating ads. You can start doing organic reach on social media. So really, it's a holistic approach that you want to take in terms of content, and then you'll start getting the leads in different ways. And of course, a holistic approach really is the way to go, um, you know, yes. because there's just too many channels. There's too many things. Yes. And we did we did have uh, Eddie Garrett on the show. We talked about Facebook groups at length, a very different um, angle than what you kind of mentioned today. And I've said it on the record. I think Facebook groups suck. Oh, my God. People are just all over the place. People are rude, whatever. Uh, when you start posting, people respond with some snotty comment. But what you're saying is kind of, it's different. It's a different slant on Facebook groups. You're not even saying that I should go in there and necessarily participate. I should just go in to listen. And then based on what they're saying, so I don't even have to put myself out there and, you know, be pummeled by all the trolls because they read one word wrong in my post or whatever it might be. But I'm listening what they're saying. And then based on what they're saying, um, I create, I look at my keywords, I, I do my keyword research like I normally should. And then I create content based on that. And then this was the kicker for me, Shondell, I run Facebook ads to reach them. So I don't to even to target yes. them same people that are in the group. Now, what, when I when I mentioned, um, you know, chiming in and adding comments, that's a bonus. What that does, and, I, and you would only do that if you can provide value. You, you would only do that if you can actually answer the questions that people are asking, if you can provide value. If you're not able to provide value, I would just take that step back and observe. But what it does when you are, um, what it does is if you chime in and you answer some of those questions, then you become more familiar with the group. So when you start to run ads and they see you, they will likely stop because they saw you answering questions. Now you're running ads and they're seeing that through their feed. And it's also answering some of the questions that you already observed in the group. So it, it really comes together in building the relationship, which is the main purpose of content in the first place is to build and maintain relationships. But the, 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 the two-way approach that I take when I talk about Facebook groups is to listen, learn, and then chime in if and only if you can provide value. Of course, what's value, that's always highly debatable. But I, I love the strategy. And what's interesting too, I mean, you're a content guru out there, Shondell, and, and you're talking about running ads six years well, ago. 
<laughs> I mean, it's we don't do the ads, but I I we I used to run ads in a previous mm -hmm. life, but I, I bring it up because it's why not? Why not? It's a way for you to get business and run the ads to people you know are going to be interested in your products or services. Why not? Well, you have to, and I mean, really, yeah. it's 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 kind of how we evolve. But I'm just saying, like six years ago, content people like you and I, we would never talk about ads. Hey, we're content people, like content, 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 content. We don't talk about ads. But today, you probably have to use advertising to reach people, and I run advertising as well. It's just something to keep in mind. Uh, the competition is stiff out there, even when you run ads. Sometimes people don't click, uh, mm -hmm. and sometimes people don't click on anything. So I just did a show. Um, the other day here on the U.S. election. And there's a lot of things brands can learn from the U.S. election. And one is you got to be in front of people nonstop. Yes. Right? I mean, I... They'll forget out of sight, out of mind. They'll forget you. And I mean, I got flyers in the mail. I got ads. I got this. I, I mean, every day something was happening. Um, absolutely. So... Creating content, so a quick question, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, Facebook advertising, can I target my ad towards people in a specific group? Is that a setting? Yeah. Do you, it is? Yeah, you can. And you can also target um, like <clears throat> influential people's followers as well. So you can, huh. and you can create lookalike ads. Oh, yeah. You can really, really tailored to who you want to see your ads. Um, now, one thing with Facebook ads is you do have to test. Because you may throw up an ad in the first week or so, you may not really get much traction. So you have to constantly be testing to see what's working. You have to be looking at the analytics to see, uh, you know, what people like, what people don't like, and then you know you um, you know test, test, test. And it's the same thing when you're creating content as well. You, you all you do have to test to make sure that what you are putting out there is actually resonating with your um, ideal audience. I mean, but that's the new world we're in anyways. You know, we have to test things and see what's working and see what doesn't. What's your philosophy when it comes to keywords? I mean, I, I was talking earlier that I'm targeting keywords, you know, 100, 100 uh, searches per month kind of range. I like to go a little higher sometimes. But for most of the people I work with, they really should not be trying to target keywords that have 66,000 searches a month. Um, you know, what's what's your philosophy on what to go after and how to tie that into your campaign. So let's, I mean, let's take the mortgage example for, you know, if you like. Yeah. So um, usually uh, keywords are, are, are low. You want to focus on the local keywords um, and a variety of different keywords uh, as well. So it depends on uh, exactly what you're trying to push, um, who your target audience is. Uh, Cause you, you do want to, and again, search engine optimization is a long game um, because getting on the first page of Google, you know, is, is not easy at all, especially if you're going with a, a highly competitive keyword. So I would suggest mixing up the keywords. And if you're just starting out, then I would go with a lower search volume because it's just easier to, um, to make it on the first page and then work your way up um, is what I would suggest. And getting on the first page is harder and harder anyways, because now the top three things are ads anyways. Uh, I was yep. talking to a business the other day and I said, I, I Googled your business. And before you even show up, there is, you know, four ads from competitors. And yeah. so they're like, oh, really? Uh, yes, really. You know, so it's pretty competitive. And these people are trying to take your traffic away. So definitely pick the right keywords, go from there. 
produce them. I, I kind of didn't think about that, but when you talk about mortgages, that's pretty local, right? Yeah. So you can, yes. I mean, I'm so not going to. Mortgages in, you know, um, <clears throat> Dallas, Georgia, uh, it would be less competitive than mortgages in Georgia. You know, you know what I mean? So it's, you, you could get really, and then you can do long tail keywords as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's, there's different ways you can do that. I always suggest to do, uh, like depending on what your budget is, you know, do PPC ads, do organic um, search engine optimization, do Facebook ads, do like I, I, I suggest doing the whole gamut. Uh, if your budget, if your budget could handle it, it's just because the more, the more, um, you know, the more advertising you've got going on, it's just more leads coming into you. Uh, so definitely do video. I mean, I, I really am about the holistic approach, but we as a company are only focused on content, um, written content. But there's, you know, in my opinion, you want to take a holistic approach, like I mentioned at the beginning. But everything starts with content. I mean, even I was writing some ads the other day for for a client. And I said, man, these these uh, character limits are brutal. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I mean, so whether you write a tweet or whether you write an ad or whether you write anything right at the end of the day it comes back to content because if you know i can slap a good picture in the ad but if if the the content doesn't make sense or doesn't entice you when you talk about a long game what are we talking what's a long game how soon should i see um you know how soon should i see results of any kind it's hard to say because it depends on how consistent you are and how often you post uh, so it really is hard to say, like somebody who posts once a week won't get as much, won't see the results as quick as somebody who posts once a day. Somebody who posts six times a day will see quicker results than somebody who posts one time a day. Um, so it really comes down to how consistent you are, how much you're posting. Like it really does take a lot of effort um, to, and and also, you know, people talk about being on, you know, all these different social media sites, which I don't agree with at all. I think you need to be focused on where your ideal customer is congregating. And that's where you need to spend your the most amount of energy. Uh, because TikTok is great. But if your ideal customer is not on TikTok, who cares? Right. And that's what a lot of people were talking about, because it's, you know, it's one of the newer platforms. Should I be on there? Should I not be on there? My answer is always be where your ideal customer is. And that's where the focus needs to be is focusing on them. It's all about them. It's all about where they are, what they want, and how could you provide value to them, period. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with that, Chanel, but, but there are TikTok. I don't even think TikTok is fun, even though I have to admit Instagram Reels now has some of those fun videos. and I've, I've gotten into them more and more. I think there are ways for some brands to participate. I don't know if it's necessarily for financial institutions, but like, you know, people hopping around or whatever, it's early I on. I, I think I think all of the social media platforms have their place. I guess my point is when it comes to business, you want to focus on where your ideal customer is versus just like for entertainment. Yes, definitely. But for business, the focus should always be on where are your ideal customers congregating? Where are they hanging out? That Because if they're not hanging out on TikTok, then you're going to be spending all this energy, time, and money there, and they're not even there. So that's my point. Now, for personal entertainment, yeah, definitely. But uh, for business, I, I would definitely suggest um, focusing on where your ideal customer is. Yeah, absolutely. There's actually a realtor, in I think, in Dallas, who her uh, Instagram Reels feed is just fantastic. 
um, she's using that to to a good extent. The other thing that that I think is interesting um, using technology to make the most out of all the channels that you can reach. So I'll give you an example, and I, I, people are probably tired of me talking about it because we mention it um, every once in a while. So this podcast, right? So we're doing a live stream. The live stream goes to Twitter, Periscope, LinkedIn, YouTube. So it's already on those channels. And we haven't done any work other than coming on the show and talking, right? Uh, Automatic, it's one thing, Switcher Studio. I'm going to throw up the thing here. If you guys want to give Switcher um, a shot, um, there you go. SwitcherStudio.com, Trap One gets you one month off. And then after this, Shondell, I will take the audio and I'll extract it. It takes like two minutes. Um, then I'll put it on the podcast channels in Anchor.fm. And then from there, I'll push it to 19 more channels because the podcast game is so fragmented. It's crazy. And then from there, I'll share it again. But my point is that I'm kind of trying to do what you're saying, but I'm also using the technology to push it everywhere I can push it without the with the least amount of effort, so to speak. Yes. And that is such a great point that you brought up. And thank you for bringing that up. That is so true. And there's many, there's many platforms that you can, where you can do that. Like even if you post something on your website, it gets pushed out to all the different social media sites. Definitely do that. Um, when I, when I was saying uh, focus on one social media platform, the emphasis should be on, or and I'm not saying focus on one, but focusing on where your ideal customers are, the emphasis should be there. So when it comes to engaging in comments, when it comes to um, paying attention to really what they want and getting involved, uh, the emphasis does need to be on where they are versus where they're not. Um, but definitely use use these tools and these um, platforms that are able to, you know, send one one podcast, one post, one social media post to a variety of different platforms. Why not? It's getting you out there even more. Yep, absolutely. So when we talk about content, though, I know you do content writing. Uh, where do you spend most of their time? Is it um, in-depth content for the website? Is it uh, teaser content? Is it like, uh, w- what are people asking for? How do they try to get their message out there? So we create content for their website. Uh, and then they'll usually take that content and break it up for social media posts. Um, and uh, yeah, and newsletters. So we, we focus on blog posts and newsletters. That's our focus. And then, like I said, they'll, the newsletters, they don't break up because that gets emailed to their ideal customers. But the blog post often gets broken up because um, usually we'll add video in there, we'll add charts, we'll add graphics. There's, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff usually we add into a post that it could easily be broken up. Uh, you can take snippets from it and create social media posts. So that's oftentimes what they do. Um, and then it gets a little bit, it allows the social media posts to get a little bit more in depth, depending on what their ideal customer's questions are. And then if they want to go even further, they could, you know, click on the actual post, watch the video, read the entire post. And of course, you know, the social media posts, if you're a good writer, that's easier than ever to just pull them out of a blog post. I mean, whether you use the the buffer in Chrome, I use that quite often, um, or yeah, you, use a, you use a tool like Lately AI that does it for you or, or other similar tools um, that works. So are you, you're saying, though, there's still a market for thought leadership, including blog posts, right? I mean, blogging is not dead. No, not at all. And there's different for like, it, it's not dead because SEO is not dead. Search engine optimization is not dead. Organic search engine, search engine optimization is not dead. 
Um, it really, and I'm a, I'm a big advocate of both. Like a lot of the, you know, posts that we create, we add video in there, we'll add audio in there as well. Um, it gives people the um, choice if they're not able to watch a video or if they're not able to, they can read. Some people prefer reading than watching. So it gives people a choice to, to do either. And again, it depends on who your audience is and what they want at the end of the day. And the choice is also something to keep in mind because, I mean, I'm a podcaster, I'm a live streamer, but, but I sometimes just want to read. I sometimes just want to skim. Um, so when you create content, how do you get the, the content for the blog post? Like, do you interview the experts at the company or how do, how do you go? What's your MO? So it depends on uh, the topic that we're writing. The topics will always come from, you know, what their ideal customers want. Um, and yes, we've interviewed experts, um, we uh, some of the some of the posts we write will use videos from people inside of the financial institution and will um, expand on the video depending on because most people aren't going to watch a video longer than a minute to a minute and a half. So there may not be enough meat in the video. So we will provide a little bit more meat through the written word. So there's different um, ways that we do the content. Um, but, yeah, we absolutely do speak to experts depending on what the topic is. I mean, it's, it's really the only way to to get unique content, right? Because you can't just repurpose what everybody else has already written about um, and, and stand out and, and hope Google will uh, will rank you for it. Uh, how I know there's a lot of debate out there. How often do you blog? How long should it be? And do you have any advice? Uh, and, and please don't tell me it depends. Um, every, every answer is it depends. And I, I know it is. Uh, my blog posts over time have gotten longer. I used to write maybe 300 to 500 uh, words. Now I'm writing for sure, uh, you know, 1,000 to 1,200. The other day I had some 2,100. I had one 3,200. So they're yeah. certainly getting longer because, I mean, how much can you cover on a deep topic in 400 words, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I, I, we write 2,000-word posts very often. Um, for most of our clients, they're anywhere between 750 to 1500 words um, normally. Um, and again, those are very detailed because they'll have video in them. They'll have some audio possibly in them. They'll have charts and graphs. So, um, you know, naturally it will be longer than that. But the words are usually, I would say, anywhere between 750 to 500. Or sorry, 750 to 1500. Um, most of them are over 1000. Uh, usually, because to, like you said, to get into the nitty gritty of a topic, and some of them are even longer, uh, depending on how technical the topic is. And um, the word count is not, the quality is more important, but if we're just focused on a number, I would say definitely be looking to write over 750 words. Yeah, and I actually think it's a good goal just to have a goal, uh, and I look at the average, right? My average article is like 1,200 words, yeah. so I try to stay over that. Uh, yes. The other day I did one, uh, it was like 450, uh, but I talked about how to how to use your Apple Watch as a remote camera, um, you know, for your phone. And honestly, there was nothing else to say after 450 words, right? That's kind of, this is it. The other thing I like what you mentioned is use video, use podcasts, use the embedded podcast, use images, use graphics, uh, mm -hmm. use data visualization, those kind of things. Because um, it breaks things up, right? It makes exactly. it easier to skim. Yes, because most people aren't reading word for word. They're skimming. 
Uh, and then, and then of course, um, subheadings are great as well. Cause if something stands out that, um, you know, they may want to know right now, then they could just move the eye to that and read that. Um, and then like if the video, they've got time to listen to that, <laughs> they, they can listen to it right there. Uh, so yeah. And, and again, it's, it's giving them options and choices yeah. and it breaks up the content for the eye to move freely. But Shandell, you're, you're a writer. I'm a writer. Uh, doesn't it hurt? To have to say most people don't read, most people just skim. <laughs> uh, it doesn't because people are very, you know, time is of the essence, right? People don't have as much time. I've got two babies, so I don't have time to read all the So that's why I do a combination. Like I listen to audiobooks. You know, if I have an hour at night, I'll read as well. So it, it's always nice to have options. Like I love Audible because I go to the gym every morning and I can, you know, I can get through a book in a few days because I'll read the, I'll listen to the, the Audible version and I listen to it at 1.2. I speed it up a little bit so I can get through it faster. And then I'll buy the Kindle version. And at night, if I have an hour, then I'll pick up where I left off in the morning and continue reading. So it's the options that I absolutely love, but people just don't have the time. So it's always nice to create options for people because you don't know when your ideal customer is going to be consuming your content. And the more options you give them, the more likely they are to consume it. It's true. And it's very different from years ago. You know, the newspaper would come in the morning and then I read the newspaper from the beginning to the end. And when I was done, I'm done with it. But today, yeah. you know, it's like nonstop. There's another yeah. tweet. The New York Times just tweeted. The Washington Post just tweeted. Uh, my favorite brand just tweeted. Oh, this is kind of a funny viral tweet I have to read. Uh, so I, I kind of, it's different from that perspective. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting as a writer that we have to admit that people won't read. But it's not about them reading word for word. It's about you getting them the information that they need, right? And, and exactly. um, go from there. Exactly. That you're you're bang on. That's exactly what it is. It's you getting the information that they want. Well, I don't like to listen to audio content, voice content, uh, people talking to me at the gym. And the reason is I do like these crazy uh, workouts, you know, 800 reps or something. And uh, I lose count when people are talking <laughs> in my ear and I'm counting. I'm doing like a, you know, 15, 15 rep set or something like that. Uh, Shandell, uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Shandell, I, know was... I didn't think about that, though, but I, I'm just thinking as you're talking. You know what? I've probably recounted some of the reps because I'm I'm so in tune to what the person's saying as they're reading that. You know what? I may have done another set. <laughs> may have done another set. Exactly. Uh, so I guess it's good from that perspective as well. Shondell uh, Varciana, you can find her at varcimedia.com if you need help with writing for your financial institution. Shondell, uh, thanks for sh uh, sharing your insights today with our listeners and me. Always uh, great to have experts like you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. I appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. Um, I'm Christoph Trapp, your host and author of Content Performance Culture. Until next time. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.